Salutations, friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. My name is Kate, and this is my mom, Sheila. And we are just so excited that you're with us today. And I wanted to share a quote from Teddy Roosevelt. I am part of everything that I have read. What have you been reading? We'll share with you what we've been reading and what's at the top of our book stack. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are diving into, is this a kid's book? It was on the Blue Bonnet list for this past year. So, yes. So, it's a kid's book called The Hungry Place by Jesse Haas, H-A-A-S. And it was published in 2020. And it is a great book, especially for someone who is a horse lover or ponies or any anything into that. A boy recommended it to me. Oh, really? Yeah, because I think it's a book with grit. It has grit. And uh, yeah, he's a good reader. He's my friend, Amy Carrion, who does the Graze with Amy. It's her son. I was in there picking up something and I asked him if he had any, because he's an avid reader. And he said, The Hungry Place, and I wrote it down. And then I thought, when I read it, I said, oh, you know how you like books with grit. Mm -hmm. So you would probably like it. And that's how I came to know about The Hungry Place. Because I know it's kind of a, I didn't really like the title. And so she kind of explained the title. Because when he said The Hungry Place, I'm like, that doesn't even sound So explain that. So give us the deeper meaning of what that means. Well, The Hungry Place... I think it has a double meaning because two stories are going on. One part is told from the horse's point of view, and then the other one is from a girl's point of view. And I think she's in, how old is she? Like 12-ish. I think there's some years that go by, but I think she's in like the nine. She's she's eight years old when it starts, but then she has a birthday. And um, then you're, you're hungry, but like she's hungry and it's not for food. You know, just because the word hungry comes up, that doesn't necessarily mean food. She's lost her mother and she's hungry. And her mom was an a avid horse woman and uh, she wants a horse, but they're really poor. Her dad is a garbage man. And so they're living on a, a pretty limited income. He, And she really doesn't have a friend. And uh, her grandma comes during the summers her mm-hmm. wait a minute what did they call she called her gammer gammer, her gammer. and um, so and i liked what her grandma says um she, never, she says uh gammer will i ever have a horse and she said that that's not the right question you should ask how how can i get a horse and i thought in all of life isn't that a great question Yes, I wrote that down too. That's that's the thing I would put that I learned from there. I like that. Don't ask if, um, ask how. Yeah, very powerful question. And it changes really your good, thinking. Yeah, I think that kind of connects to me with the mindset. You know, your mindset. If you said, "Will I?" That's kind of a victim mindset. You're saying, "I don't have one now. Will I ever get one?" But if you say, "How?" You're of a you're a problem solver. Yes. Okay. And then you're then you're coming up 
And I feel like that's taking, was it Einstein that said you can't fix a problem by focusing on the problem? And I feel like if you're saying um, like the when, like if, or what, you know, will this happen if this happens, that's your, that's the problem. But when you change it to how, that's, you're off the problem and now you're on solutions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I liked, uh, there's, I got a quote from it. It said, uh, honest people blame themselves. The other kind blame everyone else. Mm, that I think Tish, Tish said that and you meet her later on in the book. She's like a, she has a horse camp where people can um, go and, but, and another thing you learn about that is that Ray works hard. She makes muffins and all she's that. She's the girl. Ray is yeah. the, the Eight main girl. character. Yes. And she's decided she wants to go to this camp and she's trying to make money to earn her way to the camp. And, you know, that's the thing I like about it is um, when she does make some friends, these friends choose her. Yes. She doesn't choose them. And the reason they liked her is because she didn't talk a lot. And she's herself and they're themselves. You know, they Mm -hmm. like totally different things. They're not horse girls. And that's okay. And I think that's really powerful that, you know, those are true friends, the ones that you don't have to put on a face for or anything. You just get to be who you are and you're comfortable in that and they're comfortable in who they are. So I'm glad they they had that in a younger kid's book, you know, because that's the friends you want. Those are the real friends. Well, I mean, how many times have you heard people say you need to find someone that you've got a lot in common with? Well, this book is totally the opposite and they still help her achieve her dream. And they have ones like science and one likes to write books and writing and all that. But yet they help her be brave and be determined. And I think if you're a real friend, you don't have to like the same thing. That's true. And I think sometimes it's more powerful if you have friends that are outside of your common interest, because then when you are trying to problem solve, they, they have totally different ideas. They're coming from a totally different place. That is so true. That is positively true. I mean, and she, um, and then you, we need to mention the man's name uh, that owns Roland. The, Roland, and you love him. He's like a teddy bear kind of guy. Uh, you love Roland, and Roland loves Princess, and Princess knows it. But Princess can tell um, that the trainer who Roland's hired, uh, his smile is not real, mm-hmm. and she can just tell. And then she also knows the trainer's wife is she's terrible. Yes. I don't even think I wrote her name down. I did. I mean, I was Darlene. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry to anyone who is named Darlene because that is so sad. And Roland is extremely wealthy and he raises these um, very top notch. Uh, he's a breeder. And so all his, the ponies coming out of his place, it's called like high over, I think is the name of his uh, estate. And all the ponies coming out of there are well-bred. They're champion, uh, they're champion ponies, and all of the, they win a bunch of blue ribbons. And so he has this great program. But he actually really does care about the horses, and he really loves Princess. And but he's very sickly, and he's he has multiple um, medical issues, and he's just he's really deteriorating. And so yeah, it's funny you should mention that at one point, uh, Darlene suggests that she could fix supper for him. And I'm saying, no, don't take it. It's probably poisoned. I thought the same thing. I don't think it was poisoned, but I was like, no, I th- but you know, cause she, she is not a good person. 
Um, you know how they say stuff tastes better when you make it with love? And I'm thinking, well, even if it wasn't poisoned, it was not made with love. You know what I'm sure. saying? Yes. And, it had bad vibes you know, in it. <laughs> yeah, bad vibes. I did have a quote from the grandma. She said, uh, I don't, she told this to Ray, I don't see you as someone who doesn't have a pony. You're someone who's going to have a pony. Focus your mind on it. Eyes wide open for opportunities. You often see that word come up again all the time. Opportunities. So, full of good quotes. Like I wrote one too. Uh, when when she's trying to save up for a pony after Gamers talked her into not changing from if to how, and she's like, okay, she start and her Gamer helps her uh, get a bank account and start doing the baked stuff uh, selling muffins and she's saving your money and but i love what gamer said she said money is useful don't fall in love with it though it's like junk food tastes good going down half an hour later you're hungry again wow that is such a good so, quote i love it yeah. yeah i had a funny gamer quote because i've actually felt this way she was talking to her and they'd been up a while and then she said um Oh, and she doesn't mind uh, telling you that she's good at baking pies because she said yeah, I, she knows that she knows how to bake pies like few people on earth. And it's okay <laughs> to embrace that. But she said, uh, my feet think it's afternoon already. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes my feet think it's afternoon already. That's yeah, she, she's a hoot. She's a hoot. But there comes a time when it is Ray's birthday and Ray... You know, I think she knows her dad couldn't afford a horse, but yet as a kid, she's hoping for the uh, unthinkable and she's wanting that horse. And what he did was he, because he's also an artist and he takes junk and makes it into things. And he sculptures. Had, he had sculpted her a horse out of junk. And, um, and but I had a real saddle that, on it, like an old saddle, so she could sit on it. And kind of practice, you know, but kudos to Ray, because I know she was disappointed, but she didn't cry. She didn't stomp around. She gives the horse a name, which isn't it cute? Rusty. <laughs> I love the name Rusty. And she actually rides the horse and uh, gets on it. And, you know, she she makes the best of that bad situation. So here's a horse that she's not going to learn a whole lot of. But, you know, that word opportunity that, that does, you know, because when later on when she goes to the pony camp, uh, Tish said, well, you sit a, a horse well. It's like you've done this before. Well, it was. It was a mechanical horse. Yeah. <laughs> she, set, she set the horse well. But I just thought that was sweet for her dad and for her. You know, And it was beneficial. I mean, he did the best he could at that moment. But she utilized it. And she did practice on Rusty. Um, mm -hmm. And she also had a, a wealthy friend who was actually getting to take lessons uh, that she would have loved to take and had a pony. And she would go and, um, you, and video. Did you feel that made me think of you videotaping your brother's football game? Yeah. Because, but I would put friend in air quotes on yeah, that girl. Yeah, she was. I don't know what she would be called, but well, I mean, she was. What can you do for me? Yes. So That's she was wanting she her to video, but I'm saying that Ray, even though she was doing what that girl wanted her to do in video and, uh, you know, her name's Eden, Eden for her, you know, video and her lesson for Eden, but she's watching it and she's learning just by mm -hmm. even, so she took, she's using that opportunity, even though it wasn't the best 
and that she was being used, but she was still able to get some stuff out of it. So she would take what she learned there and go practice on Rusty. And then, uh, but not like Tully and Sam, who were the twins that were really true friends. And that, that's, that, but I think that was in there on purpose because maybe she wants us to see the contrast. Yes. And true happiness comes like Tully and Sam selflessly trying to help her think of a way to get a horse. Whereas Eden was just like, how can you help me? She was using her. Yes. Because she knew you know, she liked horses. Yeah. And I would think after all that, if I were Eden, I would have said, hey, can she ride? Can she ride? It would have made her, you know, summer if, if she had just said, hey, can my friend ride? But no, she never said that. No. And I just, here's what, something I learned from the book. And I, you know, as a kid, I had a pony uh, and I had a Shetland pony and then I had a, an Appaloosa pony. And um, I was not as educated back then. Of course, I, I mean, I was just happy to have a horse, but she goes on to note, you know, she says that ponies are tough. They live longer than horses. They have a different kind of mind. Ponies don't panic. They think they can, um, they think instead of panicking and um, they take care of themselves. And uh, a horse is an overgrown pony, thinned out, kind of like in that one of her friends, I think it was Tully said, kind of like punch after the ice cubes melt. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, they're wanting to learn enough about horses to understand that. And like, so I didn't understand that ponies, and, and that is true, but they don't panic. Uh, I never even got that uh, when I had a pony myself. But I loved it at one point where Ray asked her gammer, is it okay to be this happy? And I thought that was sweet. I was like, mm. that's sweet. Because she had spent, like, she had so many birthdays. Because it goes through multiple birthdays. She, you know, and she, there's that little piece of hope where she'll look out her window at the barn. And it's kind of an older barn. Hoping her dad may have built something or, you know, that just an indication of change that an animal might be coming or something. And mm -hmm. so she'd been, she'd gone through many, many birthdays of disappointment. So. And she had seen princes at a, like a show. So grandma, grammar would take her to the gammer. Gammer would take her to these shows. And so she had seen him. Uh, she'd seen uh, Roland answer people because they would say how much is she, how much would you sell princess for and he always said the same thing he wouldn't sell this pony for a million dollars and he said that over and over again well in the course of events you know you then know that um the trainer and his wife are plotting and planning to do something but you really don't know what exactly and then roland has uh i don't know was a heart attack or stroke, stroke or he comes back from the first one but then the second time he doesn't come back and there's where it gets really sad for princess princess has been a prima donna pony she's never been allowed to play with the other ponies she's been and then roland does say i made a mistake yes because uh she wanted to go out but she's always with her mom well when her mom died she's totally alone and well, they're not going to befriend her. And he did that because he didn't want any nicks on her. Because they kind of like, well, little ponies will battle and nip at each other and kind of kick and stuff. And he didn't want any nicks or anything on her. And it's, which was interesting because in the end, she has this huge gash across her chest, you know. So, but I'm like, but part of the, 
that's part of the reason why he didn't let her go initially. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. The, the very reason he didn't let her do that caused her to get a terrible scar. Yes. Oh, that's, that's interesting, sis. Good, good point. And um, anyway, I, I thought, I don't know, you know, I didn't, I, I don't have the mind of a criminal, but I kind of thought Darlene wanted to sell the horse, but that really wasn't in the deal at all. She knew she couldn't sell it. I think because uh, because Princess had won so many ribbons, it w- it was a very well known horse, and that that was definitely owned by the man. So they could sell things that they were that were not traced back to Roland, but she would be something that could be traced back to him. So they take everything that's not nailed down and and, and traceable, I guess, and sell it, and then just leave the ponies to starve. And so that's what happens to Princess. And uh, apparently when a pony does that, and I didn't know this, but uh, it does something to their stomach or something because they, they, they're all starving and she's with the others, but they treat her really bad. Because um, she's never been with them. So she's the low man on the totem pole because they just throw her in there with everybody um, when they leave. So. And they're just trying to get something. But... And uh, I think you had commented to me earlier um, that you don't even think, you don't think the trainer would have done that. I don't think the trainer would have done that. He, he was, uh, he said that I'm not an honest man, but he, I'm not cruel. And he was never really, he was a good, I mean, he trained her well. She was well-trained. He didn't have the love that the old man had, but he trained her without cruelty. Uh, But his wife was very cruel from the beginning. Yeah, she had this plotted. She was plotting. So she was, you know, they say behind every good man is a good woman. I guess behind every misguided guy is a bad woman because, you know, uh, he didn't do what he should have done. But ironically, there's uh, these guys on motorcycles and it was Princess is the one that she decides that she has to do something right then. And so she somehow gets that guy's attention on the motorcycle and as it turned out he's like the nephew to the tish that i quoted earlier and they get rescued but she you know, took a risk she that made risk. me i need to be i'm like you know because you drive past and you see horses in a pasture and you just kind of don't think about it but i'm like he really you really have to stop and pay attention and that other one said oh i'm sure they're fine and then they start looking mm-hmm. around and they say wait all the bark is gone from look at the trees the all trees. the bark is gone yes. and so it's like but for someone who didn't know that would be you wouldn't really understand that but these horses are starving and so you really had to they saved the day they really yeah, did and he Just was by, a football player he yes. wasn't even a horse person so i mean i think in america sometimes we're so we want to isolate ourselves with just with what we know and just stay in there. But, you know, you have to be observant. That's where that mindset comes and being observant and like, what, what can we do to make it better? And he did. He did. I, yeah. I don't even know that guy's name, but I was like, wait a notice. Bill. Bill. Well, you got, you're good with the net. You just finished. You're, you're right. Yeah. Right there. Good job. <laughs> well, and uh, then way to take him to Tish and then Tish. Because uh, he th- that gash or gaping wound or something that Princess had, they call the vet in and she has to doctor that. And that made me think of my horse. I had a horse named Revel Star. And when we got her, she had that a gaping wound and we had to doctor her 
which um, that that's never good. It's always, you know, because if it gets infected and, you know, it could kill them. What was your favorite pony? Oh, I liked Revel. My other one, Flaxie, bit my head. She bit <laughs> my head. So uh, needless to say, I tell my kids that I'm feeding her. I am feeding her and I'm petting her and everything. And then she just reached over there and bit my head. And I was just like, really? So, so a different take on bite the hand that feeds you is she missed she missed it is bite the head that feeds you right (laughs) (laughs) green then i had green grass slime in my hair you know and as a you know teenager of course that was like freaking me out because i wash my hair every day you know but uh i i just yeah because in here uh it says that now that princess has starved and, and, and i don't know the time frame there but you're right the, the barks on the trees were eaten and everything uh she now can't eat very much mm-hmm. and She's this, on a very restricted diet yeah yeah which is ironic because uh raised back the the little piece of land they have is very small but for what happened See, that would work. And if the bad thing hadn't happened, it wouldn't have worked. Isn't that ironic, you know? Because I was thinking, I was thinking that the whole time when they're saying uh, it, her backyard's not big enough to, you know, there's not enough grass to feed a pony. I'm like, well, they're either going to have to move if she wants a pony or, you know, have a lot of hay or something. But And I, and I think, and then they still, there's um, the problem of, uh, my dad always said horses are a, a luxury because you you know they don't do anything like chickens give you eggs mm-hmm. cows give you beef you know but a horse is just a luxury and they really in their household they just didn't have any money for luxuries mm-hmm. but as it turns out then then uh, I, I kind of thought that Roland died I did too but he was still alive, but he was just not able to really communicate very well. Yeah. But he does make a reappearance. So we won't tell you exactly what happens, but it is pretty cool. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm just like, uh, yeah, don't ever give up on people. I, Grant, Gammer said this. When Ray says, is it okay to be this happy? Gammer said, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. If happiness turns out to have a few details we didn't expect, that's just the spice in the pie, my love. Mm, I like that. I, yeah, some of those difficulties, that, that kind of need, that's part of who we are. That makes you who you are. And sometimes so. the things that happen that we don't, we think we don't want to happen end up being the best things for us. And like when Ray first, so she saved up all her money to go to this horse camp for three weeks and she's there and you get one pony the whole time. And so she's so excited and um, she gets the pony she wanted. Um, His, his name was Radish and she just loved this pony and everything like that. Well, there ends up being a switch and she gets with princess who has kind of been, making these weird faces that snarling and all oh, this. Oh, that's right. And also her mane had been clipped. Remember? Her, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they couldn't detangle it. So she shaved it. But yeah, if any horse gets near her, she has like the um, Dr. Jekyll look, Dr. Mr. Hyde. She goes into Mr. Hyde look and uh, yeah, I forgot about that. So nobody wants to ride her. 
nobody wanted to ride princess and so but ray kind of gets her and this thing but she was really upset because she felt like it was a demotion uh having to give up radish the one that she really she really got the one she wanted and then it's like now princess but she then she really bonded with princess and they have this really cool connection and that ended up being just the best thing for both of them so Mm -hmm. sometimes i think the things that we resist might be the thing that we really need to step into go go ahead and say your quote you always say from the scarlet i mean the last green valley oh life doesn't doesn't happen to you it happens for you bingo there you go man perfect analogy yeah but you do feel sorry for her because she loved the other horse and uh and the way it happened but i kind of saw i thought that that i can't remember that girl's name but she was afraid of amber amber yes he was just afraid of princess and so it worked out and at this time when they had when she got princess she didn't know who she was Yes. Because she doesn't look like the prima donna horse that she'd been watching at these horse shows. They actually thought she was a lot older. She's only three at this point, but the vet says she's three. But when they first got her, they thought she was just this old, old pony from how bad she looked. And you could understand she wouldn't want another horse by her if she'd been bit and kicked and all this. Uh, Yeah, even when she was... um, trying to survive she thought she made a friend but he he kicked her and stuff when she tried you know they were fighting over food but you know interestingly enough she saved them all really she did so the weakest one probably saved them all because she took a risk she kind of knew i think she had in her mind it's now or never if i don't do this i mean isn't that go with brene brown's like be vulnerable be vulnerable and because yeah he could have missed her he could have but she wouldn't have been any worse off Yes, that's true. But I am so proud for you uh, reading this. And I mean, some people would look at this and say, oh, it's a kid's book. Oh, but isn't there a lot of meat in this book? You know, there is such, there is a lot of meat. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. So, and I wasn't 100% sure it was a kid's book. Because I was like, well, it just, it read so well. And I, I really loved how she was able to get inside Princess's head. From the moment she's born. She, you're getting to kind of see Princess's thoughts. And I'm like, I, she did a fabulous, her name's, uh, we said Jessie Haas. Mm-hmm. I think she's had, she's written like 38 books. Um, it said that she was a life, she is a lifelong horse lover. And mm-hmm. she lives in Vermont in an off-grid house with her husband in the woods. So how cool is that? But yeah, I think she, she has, has animals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In the midst of this, I, we forgot to say that Princess does have one friend. A cat. Remember the cat? Yes. And the cat goes with her uh, to Tish's house and everything. So I'm thinking maybe we need to realize your friends can come in different shapes and sizes. You know, I'm not a cat lover, but um, good point. Cat, yeah, a cat uh, that was a friend and, and she helped her too. I mean, at one time she brought her a dead mouse. <laughs> Remember? Yes. She didn't get to eat it because the other horses came and ate it. When That's when yeah. they were starving, but she did have a friend and even I when she was, yeah, she, the cat would sleep on her back. And so she wasn't completely alone for, you know, so and there's, there's out. power in that. So good point. And that's Eddie. a wrap on the hungry place. We highly recommend it. So keep uh, those pages turning and those book lights burning. And we hope you're reading and enjoying the summer. What isn't reading a great thing to do in the summertime? I mean, whoa. 
get some iced tea and read a book and work with those brain cells. Adios. See you on the next one.